0: I've got something we probably shouldn't really talk about at all.
1: And I've got an unpleasant Johnson.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome (laughs) to Date Fight. It's the show where we take great moments that occurred on this day in history and we try not to think about Nat's unpleasant Johnson.
1: Yes, he's Jake. Yeah, I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have taken two eggs from the box of history and have smashed them to see which makes the most historic omelette. Well, Jake hasn't because he's vegan, but he's just looking at me making omelettes with a look of mild contempt and disgust.
0: (laughs) And uh, we're rightly. having a lot of we're having a lot of fun. And uh, Natchez yes, we've we had a lot of fun, haven't you? Uh just Yes. Lately? Yeah, it's been it really fun times. Cleaning <laughs> cleaning just... up a lot of vomit. Uh, everyone's yeah. a critic. Right. We'll keep this short and sweet then let's Round
1: 1. I'm going to take you to the 24th of February 1868 when Andrew Johnson becomes the first president in American history to be impeached by the House of Representatives. Andrew Johnson became vice president after Abraham Lincoln was shot, um, and people thought, oh, maybe he'll do quite well. He's a Southerner, um, so he, will, he won't He will be too um, tough on the South as we try and reintegrate it with the North and rebuild after this Civil War. Um, maybe that'll work. Unfortunately, what people forgot was he also had been a slave owner himself oh. and yeah and was a consistent white supremacist oh, okay. uh saying to people the white man alone must manage uh, the the south nice uh, he didn't want anyone but whites to have suffrage he uh he well to quote him exactly during the war um and I'm going to use a term we wouldn't usually use on the podcast. He said, damn the Negroes, I'm fighting these traitorous aristocrats. They're masters. Hmm. So he fought against the South because he hated the Southern aristocrats who he thought had seceded from the North, not because he really wanted to end slavery or had any love for
0: humanity in general. Wow, that that's that's an amazing position to take, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
1: he was just hateful to everyone. He also hated the North. He hated New York, he hated cities, he hated coastal elites, he hated industrial Cities. He was he didn't like many people, essentially, apart from small holders. He'd been a tailor's apprentice. He was a self-made man. Well, as much as you can be a self-made man when you've got slaves. Well, was <laughs> <laughs> he was actually made by someone else. But he liked to think of himself as a self-made man because he'd started as a tailor's apprentice and had worked his way up to having a small holding. Um, so in February 1866. Congress had passed the Freedmen's Bureau Bill to extend... The Freedmen's Bureau was an institution that was started in the South so that people who had been slaves could go along and say, I don't really understand my new contract that I'm meant to have instead of being a slave. Could you help check to make sure that I'm not being conned? And they would check the contracts and they would offer some sort of help for people who'd been thrown off farms. And they were an institution that was there to make sure to try and reintegrate uh, the white and the blacks in the South into being a cohesive unit rather than... Uh,
0: masters and slaves did he, didn't he? did he have a he had a famous baseball cap that said make America Great again nice <laughs> and so, well no he didn't of course he didn't
1: no he didn't want that at all in February make 18- America
0: segregate again <laughs> <laughs> uh, so February
1: 1866 Congress tried to extend the Freedmen's Bureau which was about to come to an end so that to give it the right to build schools and do slightly more uh, slightly more to help people in the south um and it went through congress it passed easily um went through both houses in congress and it reached andrew johnson who vetoed it automatically of so then the next month, there, there was a bill that went through Congress. Two-thirds of Congress approved it, which defined blacks as US citizens who could be subject to contracts and laws and voting. And it went through Congress very easily, and he vetoed it again! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he then left the Republican Party for his new national unionist movement and went on a speaking tour, during which he was heckled roundly by everyone and ended up just getting into fights and arguments everywhere he went. But what course, his impeachment was he was removing people who were trying to enforce Reconstruction, the Reconstruction Act, which was had said there'll be redistribution of certain amounts of land and these people can have these uh, voting rights. And those people who were there to enforce it, he started removing them and taking them out, including Daniel Sickles, who we talked about the other day as being the first person to successfully use uh, temporary insanity in his trial for having shot his wife's lover. Oh, yes. Um, he also suspended Stanton, who was the Minister of War, and tried to impose Ulysses S Grant in his place. But the Senate overruled him trying to suspend Stanton. So Grant then moved out of the War Office and Stanton moved back in. Um, at which point, uh, Andrew Johnson tried to remove him again and move Lorenzo Thomas in. So Stanton barricaded himself in his office and refused to give up the keys whilst Thomas turned up hungover after a Washington's birthday ball he'd been over there enthusiastically drinking at the night before. Um, and that that day led Congress to impeach Andrew Johnson. Uh, went through the House of Representatives, one hundred and twenty six to forty seven, and then it hit the Senate, uh, which the vote was thirty five to nineteen, leaving them one vote short of successful impeachment. So there's never been a successful impeachment of a president up until this point. Although who became the first president ever to be impeached by the House of Representatives, and that's my thing for the twenty fourth of February.
0: Amazing. That was a uh, that was your magnum opus, I think. <laughs> Feels like it. I feel quite I'm, drained. I think I'm, i think i you, you gave everything in that. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um. I'm gonna sort of throw mine away. I think. Okay. Uh, Was it the same one? So if you well, say it's the same no, one. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've got the 24th of February 1950, Ooh. and it's an election result in the UK, mm-hmm. and Clement Attlee returns as Prime Minister of Britain, but with a single figure majority. Oh. It is. This isn't going to be very good in about a year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he he got in and got power, but uh, only a year later there was another election. No. And Clement Antley was beaten by Winston Churchill. This is in 1951. Yeah.
1: So did people hate the NHS? Did they go, oh, they've just given us the NHS, comprehensive school system and yeah. the welfare state.
0: Oh, get, them, get rid. Well, interestingly, and uh, with sort of marked parallels to uh, some things that are happening right now, uh, Churchill got into power the next year, but did not reverse any of uh, Labour's uh, policies of right. uh, nationalising major industries in, a, in an attempt to strengthen the post-war economy. Not unlike uh, some of the things the Tories are doing now. But what they did do in 1953 was privatise the iron and steel industries. And that's that certainly worked extremely well. Yes.
1: Uh, I feel much better for not owning any steel. Yes. Steelless Nat, that's and, what they call uh, me. of
0: course, it's great that one of the biggest companies is called uh, Tata... Uh, it's a gift Ta-ta. to two satirists everywhere. <laughs> but uh, not on this podcast. No. We simply deal with historical facts.
1: Yes, we do. We try to avoid jokes at all costs. Speaking yes. of which, let's go to the Jokeless Birthdays. Yay! Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to monochrome polo-necked creator of all that is destroying the world, Steve Jobs! <laughs> who Might still be alive today if he'd used proper medicine to treat his cancer rather than alternative medicine. Happy birthday! Use proper medicine, people. Just (laughs) yeah, it's called medicine. Alternative medicine isn't medicine. It's not an alternative.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Because
1: at the moment it becomes proven, we just call it medicine. That's what it is. (laughs) Anyway, happy birthday to Jodie Summers, whose lovely voice in the fifties ballads she sang really covered up the quite odd sexual politics from the nineteen fifties she was singing about. Oh, uh, in songs such as Johnny Get Angry in which she seems to ask for a beating from her lover You're in a dark place <laughs> Anyway, I'm, it's just a Happy birthday to Wilhelm Grimm, the younger of the brothers Grimm and the less friendly one uh, Wikipedia says he had a less comprehensive and energetic mind than his brother which must have been quite hurtful if you ever read Wikipedia <laughs> Happy Death Day to Thomas Bodler, who with his sister, Henrietta Maria Bodler, wrote The Family Shakespeare, where they took Shakespeare and took all of the good bits out. Oh, what a brilliant idea. Yeah, so that children could read it. <laughs> so there are no yeah.
0: references yeah. to anything rude. Any of the good stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Brilliant. Uh, it's quite famously, they changed out damned spot to out crimson spot, except they didn't. That wasn't them. That was another set of people who had exactly the same idea. That was Thomas Bullfinch, who also wrote Bullfinch's uh, mythology. So that's the American version. But Thomas Bodler, he wrote the version of Hamlet. In which Ophelia doesn't commit suicide.
0: It sort of sounds like the. Sh- it sounds sounds like sort of Shakespeare, where you're not allowed to repeat yourself. You know, like to be or not <laughs> having of <flat> exist existence <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> Happy death day to Margaret Leach, the American historian who won the Pulitzer Prize in 1942 and had been married to Ralph Pulitzer since
0: 1928.
1: <laughs> 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 it was probably a very good book I shouldn't imply that She probably won it entirely on its merits Such
0: a surprise, we're so pleased uh, Happy birthday day
1: in 616 to King Ethelbert of Kent Who was Brett Walder, King of the Britons And was the first British king to convert to Christianity hmm. huh. He Oh, he also gave uh, Canterbury to the church Which is why the Archbishop of Canterbury is the head of the Church of England And uh, why Canterbury Cathedral is where it is
0: oh, That's
1: nice but that dates back to the 7th century. I
0: like that. Good. Yeah. Good fact, though. Yeah, good fact, mate. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 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 Let me take you to the 24th of February, 1989. Eh? Ooh. And $3 million is up for grabs. Wow. No one told me that. And anyone can win it. What? All they have to do is kill Salman Rushdie. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Tola,
1: Khomeini. At eleven years old, I probably wasn't going to be doing that.
0: No, that's, that's not fair.
1: He issues. A f- I was too busy trying to win things off the back of crisps packets. Nice. But they used to have lots of treasure hunts and things in the 80s. Like you could win a gold coin or something that was buried somewhere. Yes. Anyway,
0: what was that book? Masquerade, was it yes, Kip there was Williams a, yes. or someone like that? Something Kip like that. Williams. And
1: you and I think they did another version, Cadbury's did a version where they had eggs hidden everywhere yeah. and or buried. Yeah. Good times.
0: Anyway. People should do more things like yeah, that. This was less like that. This was more about yeah, killing not so an much like this. yeah but <laughs> Yeah. But Samuel Rusty wrote these satanic verses. I'm not necessarily gonna mm. go into it too much. Uh it's probably I don't know. I, I don't know if the fad fatwa is still still running. I don't know. I don't know. How do you check? Is there a is my fatwa
1: still dot com rate my fatwa? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Am I fat or not? So, uh, I mean, it might boost our numbers if we got a fatwa issued against us. But uh, yes! interesting. I mean, the Satanic Verses. Uh, w. H. Smith's, the premier bookseller of Britain, mm. sold a mere yep. hundred copies a week oh, really? of the book in mid January 1989. Then the fatwa came out. Yeah. And it flew off the shelves. Wow. In America, it sold unprecedentedly five times more copies than the number two bestseller. Right. Uh, which at the time was Star by Daniel Steele. It sold <laughs> s- uh, three quarters. I know, it's amazing. Isn't it? It's a lovely juxtaposition. Yeah. Uh, she got a fatwa against. Her for <laughs> for just
1: crimes against literature. Just
0: bad writing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, three quarters of a million copies of the book by May. Right. And. Uh, Then there was a bookstore chain called B. Dalton. Yeah. And they were like, no, we are not going to be selling this book for security reasons. Uh, And then they were like, wait a minute, we could make scads of cash. Uh, So suddenly started stocking it because they said it was selling so fast that even as we tried to stop it, it was flying off the (laughs) shelves. I don't. I don't agree with you're All right, yeah, fifty. Yeah, all right, fifty. Wow. So uh, Salman Rushdie earned two million dollars within the first year of the book's publication, and the book is Viking's all-time bestseller. So, wow. I mean, big numbers flying around: two million to Salman, and three million to whoever killed him. <laughs> Surely Salman could, like, say, just have two million, and we'll just walk away and call it quits, yeah. you know? And but he got to
1: appear on stage with you two as well as a result. <laughs>
0: I did not know that.
1: <laughs> well, not on stage. I think Bono phoned him from the... Wasn't that the incredibly daring yeah. prank they did in sometime in the early 90s? Interestingly, because I always Salman assumed it was, like, really
0: highfalutin stuff. And I think he... Did he write Midnight's Children? Was that one of his? I think no, it was, that, yeah. Midnight's Children yeah. is uh, it's quite yeah. difficult. It's, but he always I, mentions... I, it's all right, but... He always mentions flatulence, doesn't he, in every book? Yes. He's yeah. the Philip Roth of... Well, yeah. of not being Philip Roth, I suppose. He says in, uh, in the... Uh, Satanic verses. if a man farts, let him turn his face to the wind. Nice. All right, mate. <laughs> get over yourself. I'm going
1: to take us to the 24th of February, 1917, when Walter Hines Page, the US ambassador to the UK, is finally given the Zimmerman telegram. The Zimmerman telegram is a telegram sent from Germany to Mexico, saying, hey, Mexico, why don't you attack America? And if you do, we'll make sure you get back... Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, At this point, America wasn't in the war, but Germany was just trying to stop them getting involved in the war by trying to start a war with Mexico so they wouldn't have time to get involved in the war in Europe. Mm. Um, The British gave them this telegram, but it took us about six weeks to do it because there were two problems. The telegram had been intercepted by Room 40, which was essentially what we'd call, I guess, MI5 now. Okay. And it was Chief Reginald William Hall was... It was captured because... It was intercepted because we were intercepting all of the cables that were going in and out on the US diplomatic line, which came through England. Oh. The... Uh, so we couldn't say, oh, oh, here we got this one, because then the Americans would say, why have, have you been you listening to that? all... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where did that come from? Because we'd cut the Germans' cables, so they couldn't send any to anyone. So they were renting the Americans' diplomatic cables, which we were intercepting. Wow. and we, But we couldn't tell them, so we had to make up a lie whereby we'd found out about it from other ways. We had to wait for them to send it another way.
0: Oh, wow. So that we could
1: say, oh, we got it that way. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> We then added another way, which this was just untrue. So we said they were, it was sent by three different routes. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was the cable that told the Germans that they would start, or uh, that the Germans started. Um, using submarines on American ships and also trying to encourage Mexico to enter the war. And Americans were so upset by it that they ended the war on the 6th of April, 1917. So without the Zimmerman telegram, the Americans probably would have stayed out of the war and it would have been quite a different war after the Russians left in 1917. Crikey. What do you think would have happened? I think probably the Germans would still have lost. I think technologically they didn't have the best things by 1918, but it would have taken a lot longer. So you probably would have been talking many more hundreds of thousands of people dead
0: yeah crikey
1: and an even more devastating whether or not we would have settled for an armistice or it would have been you know actual destruction of countries i don't know
0: well we'll never know anyway
1: that's my imaginary... I like your... I like your... I like your... Yeah. World, World War I. That's
0: definitely one for Two Dads in the History Shed. Yeah.
1: Oh! <laughs> if you've enjoyed... Oh! Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, if you like Two Dads in the History Shed, there will be special episodes coming out every month for yes. Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Not for the rest of you. Yeah.
0: I'm glad we made more work for
1: ourselves. Me too. Can't wait. Uh, if
0: you didn't hear it, by the way, Two Dads in the History Shed is... Uh, it's sort of like... I guess it's almost like the, the other side of the coin of, of this podcast. Yes. It's, it's everything that we, <laughs> we hope not to be, but secretly fear we might be. Yes, it is definitely still the same
1: coin. It's, ju- it's yeah. just the other side of it. Uh,
0: okay, that's it for today. Uh, welcome to your Monday. I hope hope you have a good one. Mm. And uh, don't forget to vote. You can go yes. to twitter.com slash date underscore fight, or facebook.com forward slash date fight. Date date and fight. Do, and do vote. If you didn't hear yesterday, oh, the results goodness. were so insanely close, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, so vote, vote, vote. every vote makes a big difference. Uh, That's it. Thank you very much indeed for your company. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye.